Hello, welcome to Get a Trash, episode 161, Echo. What? Letters Eric. And Jason. What up? The Happy New Year. Is it New Year's yet? It's not New Year's yet. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize. Let's see, what is today? The 27th? Yeah. 26th. So this will probably go up before New Year's. Uh, this will probably go up uh, probably tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Maybe Wednesday night. Yeah. So the 27th or the 28th. Yeah. This will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Christmas time. Uh, nope. No? <laughs> I'm confused. Christmas was yesterday. Yeah. Well, how was your Christmas? We'll talk about that later, I guess. Oh, okay. Sounds like very exciting then. No. Echo, Moon Lake. Echo. Terry Moore. Let's get into this. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump around it. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do this This book? This show. Oh. Uh-oh. It's not a good sign. Yeah. I should have brought you jello shots. No. Um, Yeah. Moonlight by Terry Moore yes. from his Echo series. Yes. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Do yeah. you like it? I did. Huh? I'm surprised. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess honestly, I wasn't quite sure what you would think about it, but I, I thought you would lean more towards the dislike. I d- I really did too. Yeah. This is the first thing I've ever read by Terry Moore. Yep. And uh, I've always thought. It looks like one of those things that was quality, but totally not for me. Right. You know? Like, a, there's a ton of things I, I think are good, but I couldn't care less about them. Right. Lord right. of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought, um, I thought he was a much stronger storyteller than I would have expected. Really? Yeah. What did you expect? Um... I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I think I expect it to just be kind of like TNA sci-fi. Oh, you. Wow. Totally misread that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I, I mean, that was before I read it. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You you totally uh, totally misread what he was uh, well, he's beforehand. A, well, he's always doing these like little art books that are like, you know, hot babes and... Not really. Yeah. No. I know we've, we've got like, we've ordered like three different ones and one of them had the word hot babes in the title. Probably ironically. Okay. Cause, uh, that is everything that he is not. Really? Well, yeah. see, like I said, I'd never read him. So I was, uh, basing my opinion on, uh, on falsities. Well, on falsities. Uh, and I mean, you know, like the cover has a big breasted lady and, you know. Yeah, moderately breasted. In Strangers in Paradise, always had like you know hot ladies all over the covers. So mm, moderately hot. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't think it was like going to be tarot or anything. But, right. But uh, it sounds like you maybe thought it was going to be tarot. I, I was hoping there'd be naked ladies riding sharks with pentagrams on their right, gloves, yeah. and it just never got there. Nope. <laughs> well, this is a thirty-issue long series, right. so you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah. This is just representative of the first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe 
Maybe it took Tara a few years to get right. Yeah. No, I think it was. I think it was uh, like that from the beginning. But, yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. You you uh, you basically had no clue what Terry Moore was actually about. When no, not at all. All right. I mean, would you can? I mean, like even Frank Cho, like Liberty Meadows. I mean, that's maybe comparable, right? Like that kind of style. I would say that's more TNA. Exactly. Well, see, I'd read some Liberty Meadows, just like the strips, right? And like that seemed to me, it's like that was the closest thing I could compare this to Terry Moore to in my brain was Frank Cho, right? Because it looked like you know a strong female character, but she's always like bouncing around right. her boobs. And, uh, that's, like, that, I think I was thinking more like Frank Cho style is what it would, Frank Cho. Sure. That's what it would be. But, uh. Yeah. it's not. No, not at all. Yeah. It, I mean, I like Liberty Meadows. Yeah. But, but enough. Yeah. I really like Frank Cho. He's a good artist. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's polar opposites, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, Terry Moore is more about the, uh, strong women just being people. Yeah. You know, just having to have boobs and it's not really, a thing that, uh, you know, well, I guess maybe a little bit in this book, a thing to focus on. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's just more like for humor. Right. It's not even like a, it's not a, an erotic or arousing no, scene. Yeah. Or anything. It's, just, it's more like just relationship humor. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know where to go with this here. Yeah, I guess we should just talk about the story for a bit. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Alright, here's my problem. Yeah. Uh, I read the first five issues. Uh, in order to read those first five issues, I had to find them. Because uh, I had been buying this book uh, since it came out. Uh, monthly. Monthly. So Bi monthly, whatever. Right. Uh, it's 30 issues, uh, speaking of Terry Moore. Right. Uh, uh, it's 30 issues, uh, I was buying them, I think I read up to like issue 10 before I just stopped reading them. Okay. But I was still continuing to buy them with the intent of reading the entire thing in one shot. Because you liked it. Because I liked it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would, uh, classify myself as a fan of Terry Moore. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, so I bought all the issues and I just sort of set them aside and, uh, you know, as the years pass, all my books get, uh, disorganized and cluttered mm-hmm. and so buried under piles of other books. Right, right. So I had to find, uh, the first five issues of this and, uh, then when I did that, I was like, well, I should probably find the rest of the issues, because I know I have them all now. Right. And uh, maybe this would be a good time to, to finally read them, you know, the entire series. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, in the process, I wound up organizing, organizing like, uh, thousands of books. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah, this just happened this past week. Uh, but I found all 30 issues of Echo. Sweet. Uh, I read the first five issues. And then I read the next 25 issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pretty much in one setting. <laughs> okay. So, I have all 30 issues swimming in my head right now. This would be like if we were reviewing a movie and I only wanted to talk about the first five minutes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, should I tell you how this one ends so you know where, where, to, where to stop? 
no, we're not. Never stop on this. Uh, but my problem comes from the fact that I've now seen like the entire, you know, picture of of what happens. Right. Uh, and so I don't know if that's gonna cloud my judgment. Oh, that's this is interesting. Yeah. This is interesting. This might actually be a good thing because I can like, I can like, uh, I can uh, tell you, you know, what I get from it. And right. maybe you can uh, tell me if I'm wrong or not. Or, right, yeah, right. I mean, okay. I mean, okay, it starts out with a lady flying in this, like, costume, this right. uh, suit, this metal suit. Right. And uh, for some reason, she's, like, testing it, and then they, uh, they, you know, they're testing, they're shooting missiles at it yeah. to, to yeah. see if it was, see what happens, I guess. And, uh, and it looks, it looks, it's kind of ambiguous, but it looks like she gets blown up in the suit, like, as you know, fragment into a million pieces. And, uh, you know, this is like over the desert. It's like a military test thing. And, and this, the main character of the volume I read, Julie, uh, happens to be out taking photos and, sh- and a large chunk of the suit falls into her truck. Yeah. So, you know, basically this, this story is about her dealing with, uh, finding the stuff and like how it becomes a part of her life right well she she gets pelted with like these old pellets like the 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 suit and the woman presumably break down and then like these little tiny marble sized pellets uh that cover her and her truck entirely uh she gets home and she finds like there's a a more cohesive chunk of it uh, in the back of her truck and she's just examining it and it uh, attaches to herself and all the little beads that are stuck to her skin all migrate to it, sort of forming like a metallic silver bra. Sort of like the scene in Terminator 2 when the, like the little liquid metal a little bit, yeah. rolls over to uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then uh, when she goes back out to her truck to go to the emergency room, because uh, she now has a uh, burning piece of metal stuck to her. Right. Uh, all the pellets from the truck migrate to her as well. Uh, and thus begins uh, the entire story. Yeah. Uh, all 30 issues worth. <laughs> so, uh, Annie, the, the lady pilot in the suit right. at the very beginning that, that when it blows up, like, I mean... It seems like one of those comic book things, you know, where it's like, she's dead, but there's no body. Right. And it seems kind of ambiguous. Like, it seems like something, like, they might come back to later. Right. I, uh, my gut feeling is that she is alive. Like, the suit somehow protected her. But, uh... Uh... I don't know if I want you to spoil it for me. Right, Because I kind of want to read the rest of them. Right. Uh... Um... <laughs> Let me uh, flip through this here. Okay. Because <laughs> cause there's an answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the, okay. at the very yeah. end of this, yeah, she has this, Julie has this, like, flashback when this soldier's trying to pry the suit off her. Right. And it's, like, of her, uh, of Annie, like, talking to some Walter or whatever his name is. I forget his name. Will. Will. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, alright, well then, I think that, uh, that is, uh, clue enough 
that uh, I'm just going to spoil it for oh, you. Oh. Annie is alive inside the suit. Oh, okay. And as it, uh, it's like her consciousness. Basically, it's her memories, her consciousness. Okay. Uh, that was one theory that popped in my head. Like, I wonder if yeah. she's gone, but Julia will be haunted with her. Right. Room, like. It's basically that. Yeah. It's kind of kind of like hot. The oh, top of really? the recruitment thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, she is, uh, somewhat alive inside the suit, and, uh, as the story progresses, you know, we get to see more of that and how it affects Julie and wow. the rest of the supporting cast, who we meet, I think, almost everyone in this first trade. Like Dan the biker and, yeah, uh, Dylan, the, uh, park ranger who is trying to investigate, uh, the, the occurrence at Moon Lake. Yeah, he was like, he was the ranger at the park. Where it happened, I guess. Right, and yeah. And he sort of heard the explosion. And and then there's, like, this, uh, there's also this, like, creepy homeless guy who apparently was there. Yeah. Because he has a piece of the metal on his hand in this issue. Right. And, uh, there's definitely no closure with that character in the first five issues. Uh, the last thing you see is him murdering someone and, uh, right. like, claiming that he's the, uh, herald of the apocalypse, basically. Yeah. So... It's obviously setting him up to, to come back and. He does. Wreak some havoc. Yeah, yeah. Uh. He's a very violent and crazy man. He is. He is indeed. Uh. I'm not gonna spoil anything about that at all. You pretty much got it. He'll be back and, uh, he's, he's, uh, violent. Yeah. Uh. Uh, there's also the character of Ivy Raven. Uh, the, uh, sort of black ops secret agents that, uh, the company who hired Annie to create the, the metal suit, uh, they've hired Ivy to recover, uh, well, to track down Julie because they know she has the suit. And, uh, and she had, she had, she was taking pictures and they think she might might have seen some document, right. Might, she might have seen them blow the shit out of Annie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which could be bad for business. Right, yeah. Yeah, that is so bizarre. Yeah, uh, Ivy's a great character. Yeah. She's like a good detective. Like, like, like again, like you said, uh, it seems like he's all about the strong women characters. Yeah. Because there's like three in this book. Yeah. Uh, two of them just happen to be the same person. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Huh? Same person? I said two of them happen to be the same person. Well, I was thinking Annie and Julie and right. Ivy. Right. Okay, Annie. Two of them are the same Annie person. Annie and Julie, okay. <laughs> well, one of them is wearing the other one. Oh, All, yeah, you know, like okay. Leatherface wearing yeah, like a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it's uh, Buffalo Bill's lady suit. Oh, it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> uh... Yeah, there's not a lot to this five issues. The first five issues, it's, it seems like it's just a lot of setup. Yeah, uh, but it kind of starts right out with. Oh um, yeah, like, yeah, it's not. It's not like, you know, sometimes you watch a first episode of a TV show or you read a trade paperback and all you really know are the names of the characters. I mean, it really like there's a lot, a lot of, I would imagine, a lot of the. What what is to come is set up in this one, like in yeah, pretty much like yeah. action action wise. I mean, like I said, uh, pretty much every major character is introduced uh, in this uh, first five issues. Julie, Dylan, Dan, Ivy. Uh, I think Pam is introduced. Yeah, Julie's sister. sister. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, your sister's like obviously mentally uh, under some sort of mental supervision at a right. Uh, what, what, what do they call those? Mental hospitals? What do they call those? Uh, it's not a sanitarium. It's kind of like a nursing home more than anything. Is it? Okay, but she's you know a young woman. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil that either. Okay, so yeah. I don't know if uh, that uh, is revealed in this trade or not. No. Why she's there? No. Okay. No, All right. They didn't say. All right. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a reason why she's there. Okay. Uh. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, it. It. Uh. I guess it starts the adventure because at the very end, uh, you know, spoiler, uh, Julie is like kind of trying to get out of town and like right. get away from fostering his. Uh, you know, the evil guy, Foster, he's right. kind of the guy that had Annie he's, blown up, right? Right. He's the, uh, the chief scientist at, uh, Henry, the, uh, the company that, uh, Annie worked for. Mm-hmm. They were building this, uh, it's called the Beta Suit, and it's, uh, essentially a nuclear bomb that you can wear, uh, as a second skin. And it lets you fly. Uh, well, the, she had, it was a jetpack. Oh, she had a jetpack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I thought maybe Julie just hadn't figured out how to make it fly yet. No, not yet. Because okay. that doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I was going to say, they, like, this is all the, uh, like you said, character introduction and, uh, who's good and who's bad. And then it kind of ends with, like, all the quote unquote good guys getting together and trying to, you know, kind of establish a base and get away from the, Right. The scene. So they head out on the road towards right. the end of this. Uh, I mean, at the very end, they're they're hitting the road to to escape from the uh, the evil corporation that's after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, turns out, that Dylan is uh, Annie's boyfriend, who's trying to figure out what happened to her because he hasn't seen her in weeks. Uh, and uh, they wind up telling her that, uh, or they tell him that uh, she's dead, but they won't. Uh, won't uh, release the body and won't uh, say anything. And uh, it's all classified. It's all classified. It's all shady. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much setting up things that are going to pay off in you know twenty issues or so. You know, and uh, uh, I mean, I did. He does a good job of that. I mean, uh, I mean, certainly when I originally read the first five issues, you know, as they came out, I, I was intrigued enough to. Keep yeah, going with yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it obviously uh, hooked you. Right. I, yeah, I think me too. I actually was looking on our shelves at work today, and we had trades three and four and maybe five. Yeah. We were missing number two, so I ordered one. I don't know for sure that I'll buy it, but it, seemed, it was definitely made the impression on me that I was like, this is something we should definitely Keep, have yeah. in stock. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, of course, the omnibus, omnibus. Oh, omnibus. The, the complete 30 issue, uh, hardback just came out I think a couple we, weeks ago. I think we do have that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I read all 30 issues in probably about four hours. Wow. It, it is a fast read. Yeah. Um, yeah, I read them all. I didn't read them all in one setting because I would like read them while I was eating breakfast before I go to work. And, right. But, uh, yeah, it is a really quick read and 
I think he is a great storyteller. Oh yeah. I mean he and and uh and, and like and I don't mean just like as an, a writer of stories, but I mean he conveys a lot with uh simple just, panels. Yeah, yeah, simple panels and expressions. I mean he's great with expressions. Oh, yeah. Um I'd say he's almost like you know, like I, I always think of Kevin Maguire as being like right. a master of, of facial expressions. But I think I think I actually like the way Terry Moore does it better because it's a little it's, more cartoony. Yeah, well, it's more subtle too. Yeah, I think because a lot of times Kevin McGuire's faces, I mean, they're almost like it's almost like you know if you told Jim Carrey to look surprised, right. as opposed to tell you know like Kiefer Sutherland to look surprised. You know? Right, like it's almost like too much sometimes. I think the. I get what you're saying, and I think the problem is actually the opposite of what you're thinking. Right. Because we have Jim Carrey say, act surprised, you know, he's going to do his wacky Jim Carrey rubber face thing. Right. You know, Kiefer Sutherland is going to use acting skills. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the problem is that uh, Kevin McGuire tends to draw more realistically, I think, than Terry Moore does. Yeah. Or at least comic book realism. I would agree. And so I think in order to convey emotion in that style, it has to be a little more over the top. Right. Uh, whereas Terry Moore has slightly more of a cartoony look uh, to his work, and so I think he can get away with doing things a little more subtly because everything else is kind of, you know, I mean, it's, and when I say cartoony, it's not like, you know. It doesn't look like Futurama or something. Right, yeah, I mean, or, or even like, you know, like like Scotty Young or, right. or uh yeah, it's yeah. definitely based in realism, but, right? Yeah, but it's not like the. Yeah, I, I know. I know exactly. I mean, it's right, right. it's hard to describe it. It's a, uh, it is very realistic looking cartoon art. Yes. Like, yes. Um, like he really captures. I mean, just like, just the way you know, like posturing, and I mean, it's not just the facial expressions. It's like just the way people present themselves, and kind of like Frank quietly how like. We talked about yeah. Draw Superman, and it says a lot. Although I, you know, Frank Quietly is super cartoony, you know, right? But it's also based in a real. Right. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think he and Tony or Terry Moore. Uh, I mean, obviously different styles, but I think a similar sensibility. Right. Yeah, yeah and he's, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of background information too. He really, it, it's weird too because I mean, it seems very like plain in places, like very white without a lot of shading or detail. But if you really look at it, I mean, he puts just enough detail that you know exactly, you know, where the character is and what's going on. But he doesn't, like, like there's a scene here where uh, uh, this Ivy and her daughter, I assume Lulu, are out in the field and there's enough grass and rocks that you can tell they're out in in the grass. But there's, like, giant chunks of just white where, like, some artist would fill in, like, tons of Right. Blades of grass and stuff, and it's you know it would not really be necessary, obviously, because I could totally tell where they're at. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he he definitely takes the simple route, and in most cases, yeah. yeah, I'm impressed. Very impressed. I'm glad because uh, I've uh, I've been a fan of his for a while. Uh, when uh, one of my ex-girlfriends uh, was a huge Strangers of Paradise fan, 
and uh, which is Terry Moore's book before this, that probably the thing he's best known for. Right. Uh, That's the only other thing I know of that he's done, actually. He's done, like, some stuff for Marvel and DC here and there. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, like, I think he did a run on uh, Runaways. And, wow, really? Yeah, a short run on uh, Birds of Prey, I think. And, uh, huh. Even, uh, I think he did... Uh, Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, or Mary Jane Loves Spider-Man. That, okay. Remember, I don't yeah, know yeah. if you remember that book. I didn't realize he did any of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's comparatively, you know, uh, very little, but, you know, compared to, you know, uh, 100-issue-plus run on Strangers in Paradise, right. and, uh, 30 issues of this, and now he's got his own, uh, or a new book coming out called uh, Rachel Rising. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the sex of mine uh, was a huge Strangers in Paradise fan. Uh, and I had never read it. And, like, you know, I just certainly didn't think that it was a TNA book or anything like that. But, right. Uh, yeah. Or you totally would have read it. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was just like, I don't want to read a girly book. Either. Right, yeah. And she wound up buying for me at the time. Like every trade paperback that it was out, which I think was like seven of them, eight of them. <laughs> and, uh, I think I read all of those within like a week. And shortly thereafter that just, uh, I was like, wow, these were excellent. I'm totally gonna pick up every trade from now on. And then I was like, I can't do that. I gotta buy the single issues. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, so, uh, like, I think there was, like, ten issues that weren't collected yet at the time, so I wanted to buy all those, and then, uh, started buying it regularly, uh, until, for some reason, I just stopped. Mm. And I don't know why. Huh. With the story lull or something? Nope. No. Maybe there was just too many books to buy. I mean, there's too many good books, I think. There are, yeah. To buy them all. Or too much... Like, even if I was a millionaire, I just think there's too many good books to read them all. Yeah. You know? Unless you're, like, feverishly just scanning everyone and right. not really enjoying them. Yeah, it's uh, it's the one book that uh, I can't, honestly cannot tell you why I stopped reading it, and it's mm-hmm. the one book that I regret stopping uh, having read it. Did you go back and buy all the single issues? No. Yeah. Uh, I would like to go back and buy the trades, since I have the majority of the story in that form. Right. Uh, I just can never remember where I left off. And I think those run of the trades are out of print now. Cause oh, I think yeah. he went to the, uh, little pocket. Yeah. Books. Yeah. And, uh, Cause they, aver- they advertise yeah. the pocket books in the back of here. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want those cause uh, they're a different format. Yeah. But there's only six of those. Hmm? There's only six of those. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I like <laughs> the way I was getting them. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want tiny comics. <laughs> tiny comics are the best. Oh, I got uh, I got a stack of uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, books that I don't know what to do with because they don't fit anywhere else. You should put them with all your other manga, all your Dragon Ball Z mangas. <laughs> <laughs> um, the like like you mentioned the uh, the suit that the story centers around is in fact a bomb, right? And it's interesting because I'd imagine this was the same way in the version you read, but in this trade, uh, before every chapter, there's a quote from Albert Einstein. Right. And uh, I imagine that, 
like Terry Moore probably did a lot of research about bombs, maybe. I would guess so. And like probably stumbled upon a lot of great Albert Einstein quotes. Yeah, they're not all Albert Einstein, but uh, they're all like scientific or. I think all the ones in this one were Einstein, uh, but but yeah, they're all just. Well, they're not even all bomb related. There was one that was like. There was one that was like really. It was just kind of physics related. This is uh. Now he has departed from this strange world a little ahead of me. That means nothing. People like us who believe in physics know that the distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. I thought that was weird because that one doesn't really apply other than, you know, other than to, like, Annie might be dead and she's left before, you know. I thought that was a strange one. I stopped reading them after a while. Okay. Uh, but, uh, cause, yeah, yeah, they don't really have a bearing on the story. So, yeah. Yeah, at first they uh, sort of, yeah, sort of did, but they kind of do throughout. Uh, but like I said, it's not all Albert Einstein. There's some, uh, Oppenheimer quotes, uh, throughout the issues and some, like, uh, ancient Greek philosopher quotes, uh, here and there, other scientific ones. Uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye, the science guy. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard. Beekman. Oh, Beekman's world. Yeah, Beaker, maybe. Uh, Beaker, of course. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Uh, oh, I can't believe you so eloquently remembered his quote. <laughs> I had to read the Einstein one, but you just recited it. It was impressive. Uh, uh, so does she ever get totally naked? Because I'm I'm out if she doesn't. Like you see the the suit burner bra straps off, and right. I'm like, I'm like, sh- show it already, you know? <laughs> no. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I'm in. Yep. Yep. All right. And, uh, does she ride a shark with a pentagram on it? Uh, yes. Awesome. Yes. Uh, there's some uh, some lesbian uh, love affair stuff going on well, later. There better be. Yeah. Yeah. Does Dylan have a menage a trois with only one other person? Yes. <laughs> uh, there's some uh, potential pedophilia later on. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. With Max the dog? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love... Uh, um, we're kidding. We're dumb. Yes. There's a great scene with Max the dog, and this is the page that I was like, wow, he is an awesome storyteller. It's one of... She, Julie goes home after she has this, uh, suit attached to her. I'm trying to find it. Okay, yeah. And, uh, she, she wakes up, I guess, the next morning and she thought it was a bad dream or something and she realizes it wasn't. But there's a, a page and there's, uh, six silent panels and it, you know, obviously jumps, uh, you know, maybe like, I don't know, who knows, half an hour, you know, on this whole page. But it's so well done. It's like her getting up. Um, you know, taking Max out, feeding him, getting something to drink herself, and then, and then examining the breastplate. Right. And it's all silent, and it's done so well. I was really impressed with that. There's uh, he does that a couple times. Uh, I mean, he is really good at that. And there's some other standout moments uh, throughout the series where he does that. Like uh, there's one scene where uh, uh, Julie and Ivy uh, wind up having a, a phone conversation. Uh, oh yeah. Out in the middle of the desert while Dylan is driving and the, uh, uh, the truck dies. And so, uh, like in the foreground, Julie and Ivy are having this argument over the phone. And in the background, you just see Dylan working on the truck. 
It's just beautiful. Yeah, that's a cool. weird little thing. Right. Like or later, uh, like uh, Julie is uh, recounting basically the entire story up till that point to someone else uh, over the course of like six panels, where like you know just uh, like it's just completely silent panels, but you can tell that she's talking. Oh wow! Mind, and like the scene changes, like them walking from room to room. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He really understands the, the you know. I guess you would call it the language. Scott McCloud would say the language of comics, probably. right? Because uh, like, there's a scene where there's a big explosion, um, and then uh, Julie is talking, and and you just see this giant word bloom with like tiny little words that are kind of garbled, and you can't really make them out. And right. it's you know, it's it's trying to um, you know show that you know the explosion has temporarily like. You know, Defender. Right. And, uh, and that was done really, really well because, you know, that was just a visual trick and, and there's, and, you know, and it's not, it's not a, it's not a comedy by any, any means. No. But there are some, like, really funny, like, yeah. just little moments. Light moments, sir. Yeah. And I think he just overall is, he's really, he knows what he's doing. Oh, um, yeah. I, I was super, super impressed. I would, like, uh, yeah, I would recommend uh, the rest of the series too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe if uh, you don't want to purchase them, I'll let you uh, lend you the the actual mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it takes a couple hours to read. Right. Yeah, uh, so I really recommend Strangers in Paradise. Really? Yeah. What's the synopsis on that one? Is it just two lesbians fucking for nope. seventy issues? Uh, oh, really? Well, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> There are uh, there are lesbians. <laughs> oh, there are really. I yeah. was just trying to be dumb. Yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, just about two friends. Okay, and uh, one of them has uh, one of them has had a uh, super shitty life that eventually comes back to haunt her, and uh, pretty much the series deals with uh, the repercussions of that. Hmm. Uh, I'm also going to tell you this: Echo apparently takes place in the Strangers in Paradise verse. Really? Yes. So, I mean, like. Echo is pretty realistic, other than the fact that, you know, there's people flying around wearing bombs. Right, yeah. Um, is Strangers in Paradise, like, just completely realistic? Yes. Okay. So, well, it's got more of a noir edge to it. Than, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's uh, definitely more crime-related than, than anything else. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, there are no super people in that or anything. Well, there is one issue where there's super people, but it's just a dream. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've had those. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the, like in the last five issues of Echo, uh, a character shows up, actually two characters show up who were, uh, in, heavily involved oh. in the Strangers of Paradise books. That's awesome. So I wonder if Rachel Risen's the same. Yeah, I was curious about that too. I haven't read, uh, those yet. I know nothing about that one. Uh, no, it's a horror comic. Really? Yeah. Huh. This is Terry Moore. Might have just made it into my uh, elite cadre of uh, of people who I f- will follow. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's what we're supposed to do here. Yeah, I, yes. Yeah, this is not something I never would have read if you hadn't picked it. Oh, that's right. I did. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. I, Totally, totally uh, had misjudged this. And I, you know, I mean, we only sell like five or six copies of Rachel Rising. Right. I'm sure it was pretty similar with Echo. I can't really remember. Sure. But 
I would imagine most of our customers don't really know what this is or have any clue. Yeah, I mean, and which is weird because I mean there are some guys that do only buy stuff that's like TNA type stuff. Right. But I would imagine a lot of people would really like this who are just passing it over. Yep, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because Mavericks, the uh, customer base there isn't exactly you know uh, refined. There, there, there's some really good guys, but I mean, I mean, yeah, of course, there are a lot of blue collar dudes that they just they've read. X-Men for 20, 30 years, and right, they're yeah. just going to stick with that. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's fine if that's what they like, but it, I really think there's a lot of people that are missing out on stuff that they're just not willing to try. Right. And granted, you know, I know it's not easy to, you know, throw out $4 here and there for a random issue of something you don't know if you're going to like. Right. But, but well, that's what trades are there for. That's, that's what why you sell for 25% off every day. Every day? Every day. At Mavericks? At Mavericks. Oh, that's a good deal. <laughs> And you can special order them, too. But then you have to pay full price, right? No. What? You still get the 25% discount. Are you freaking kidding me? I am not. Give me the phone. All right. I'm going to order them right now. I, I don't know. I, don't uh, know. <laughs> I can just do it when I'm at work tomorrow. Okay. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, clearly, you know, you have to know the person, you know, to figure out if they're going to like it or not. But if I think if you like sci-fi at all, mm-hmm. then this is definitely something that you'd enjoy. And it's not like Battlestar Galactica sci-fi where there's, no, like, yeah, ships yeah. and aliens. It's just, like, it's Wait. like a... Har- well, I I swear to... No, I just started to say it's like a Harlan Ellison comic, and I, I remember there is actually a Harlan Ellison quote on the back of the trade right. where he says, like, this is the kind of book that we need. You know? Right, yeah. And it really is because his, his sci-fi is always like this. It's like... Really believable, right. or not always, I shouldn't say. He's he's wrote some pretty bizarre ones, but it's a lot of times really believable settings and characters with like just some element that's like fucking crazy and sci-fi, right. and that's yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. I mean, uh, the book, you know, uh, towards towards the end uh, of it, also tends to get slightly more fantastical than than this, but uh, I think for the most part. You know, at least it adheres to its own rules. Yeah. Are they talking monkeys? Uh, there's not a talking monkey. Ah. But there is something that talks that probably shouldn't. Is it the shark that the naked lady rides on? It is the, the shark with the pentagram. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, then I'll stick around to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if, hell, I mean, if you just like stories about Characters mm-hmm. and, and you just want to see them develop, you know, and almost become attached to them as if they were real people. Right. Then uh, read anything that Terry Moore has ever written because that is his strong suit. Just writing believable, likable characters. And, and they're usually, I mean, it seems like they're usually women characters. I mean, mostly. Yeah. Even yeah. on the Marvel stuff, because I mean, I mean, yeah. Runaways has like a good mix of. Yeah, yeah, girls and boys. But. Yeah, he is sort of pigeonholed into that, but I'm, I'm wonder, sure that's something that he doesn't uh, mind. I wonder what that. I wonder why that is. Like, I like I mean, I'm not saying like that's bad or anything, yeah, but because he wants to be a woman. Oh, he wants to. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, cool. I, I once heard that about Sam Keith. I can see that. I mean, he's always all of his characters are like always transforming, and they're always right. strong women, or, right, or they're right. like they're or they're they have a woman inside of them somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could see that. 
Yeah, I I will totally recommend this to, uh, especially to like, you know, I mean, there's maybe a dozen female comic customers that are there on a regular basis, and right. it seems like the ladies would like a strong female character yeah, every right. once in a while, other than Power Girl and right, stuff like yeah. that. You know, I uh, I bought this trade for uh, my friend Amanda for her birthday, and. Uh, uh, I was telling her last week that we were reading this for the show, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I really like that. Uh, I'm definitely gonna get the the rest of them." Oh, okay. Uh, so we should have, we should have had her on. Yeah, there. yeah. well, she uh, works is like eight jobs, six yeah. days a week. Yeah, yeah. And she's a she's a worker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, perhaps uh, your lady friend would like this. I really think she would. If she yeah. hasn't already read it. I don't think she has. Has yeah. she ever read any uh, Shares in Paradise? Uh, I feel like she has read uh, that, maybe. I don't know why I'm thinking that, because I can't remember ever seeing any there right. in her house, but I think she has. If she has, then I would highly recommend that as well. Right. So, if this is a good one for the ladies. For the ladies. <laughs> and for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, like I didn't get the feeling like I should be a woman if I was reading this. Right. Like, it didn't. It just, I just got the feeling that also this would be something that I could recommend to women who are like, you know, I want to read a good story, but I'm tired of women being portrayed in comics as like, you know, right. fuck dolls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, no fuck dolls in this. Not in the first trade. At least. Not in the first trade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Second trade, volume two. Fuck dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, they do have fun yeah. in there. It's not an ironic <laughs> title. <laughs> so Terry Moore, he's written stuff for Marvel, as, but he, does he only ever write other stuff other than his creator and stuff, or does he draw other stuff? Mostly only wrote. I know mm-hmm. he drew a couple of, uh, or at least one, like Ultimates Marvel team up things. Uh, the one with the uh, Black Widow. Oh, he drew, he drew one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Written by Bendis. Because, yeah, I... Like, I don't think he's a bad artist. I think he's... Like I said, I think he's a, a decent artist. Right. But I think everything that I really, really like about his art is more tied to the way he tells a story than right. it is, like... Than the actual art. Because, yeah, yeah I mean, we've talked about your screensaver over the years that you right. have all these pinups by different people and while we were reading this like you were like hey Terry Moore and there's a picture of Princess Leia and it wasn't bad but like you know right. it was it wouldn't be anything that was like who drew that right. you know it was just He's like not flashy right yeah. but but his art really really knows how to serve a story right I think that's you know probably a choice of his own I would guess uh, that mm-hmm. uh, you know because you know it takes a while to draw comics. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to devote that much time and energy into doing that, you know, might as well be on something that you're going to love to do rather than something you're just getting paid for. Right. Do. Rather than Spider Woman or right. Mary yeah. Jane or something. Spider Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that might be a, a Terry Moore comic. That might sell a little better, too. <laughs> you know, for kids. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but, not but I mean, I, when I think of that, I would think of a lot more hot action. Yeah, you would think more of Frank Cho. Yeah, yeah, yeah Frank Cho, <laughs> maybe Jim Ballon even. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're never gonna tell him tear him away from uh, sharks with penguins. <laughs> he like you. I think you said something like he must have made a deal with the devil because he can somehow make a living just drawing 
giant naked ladies with pentagrams riding sharks for years now. <laughs> and, like, that's sustained his life. And yeah. That's, that's, hey, more power to him. Right. right. Well, you know, and, and, I mean, I don't know a thing about tarot other than it's the book that you guys used to wrap in plastic before putting it on the shelves. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, it, do, it doesn't look much more than anything but TNA. Right. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's an echo in there somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe like your view of tarot was like my view of echo. Yeah. And it's really this heartfelt strong woman story. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, clearly he, he feels he has a, a story that, uh, needs to be told and he's letting it out. Telling it for over a decade now. <laughs> with his, with his freak flag flying the whole time. <laughs> So everybody, you go out and read Echo, go out and read uh, The Witch of the Tarot. <laughs> See which one you like better. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, let's take a break. Sure. Okay.
Welcome back to Ye Old Gutter Trash. Hello. Hi, pal. Hello. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. So, um, so, uh, yeah, so Christmas stories. Yeah. Anything? Nope. (laughs) Uh, Did you get anything cool for Christmas? Nope. (laughs) Oh, man. I got, uh, I got two inhalers. Oh, hey, you're going to live longer. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I've talked about on the show yet about how, uh, the inhaler that I use to, to live is, uh, being taken off the market at the, the end of December. Right. So I've been trying to stockpile. Uh, so you can live a few more months. So I can live a few more months until, uh, apparently the, uh, replacement inhaler, uh, gets released to the market. Which is, uh, for some reason they, they didn't have that ready to go. The, Day after it's the the original is being pulled, but seems like for safety reasons they'd want a little bit of overlap. You there, think? You, know? you would think, yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of people like me who can't afford to go to a doctor or prescriptions for useful medicine. That uh, this is the only thing we have to rely on, right? So everyone that you stockpile is uh, taking a, a week off of somebody else's life, yeah, because they go into the store and they're sold out. So yeah, it's a no win. Yeah. Uh, except for the fact that I don't think people, I think that people who don't even have asthma are stockpiling these and then reselling them at inflated prices. Oh, geez. Uh, cause, uh, in my search, I wound up, uh, buying two more online, uh, from a drugstore online, whatever. Uh, but, uh, like, I went on eBay, just curious. All right. And people were selling, like, lots of four of them for, like, $200. Which is considerably more than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Considering that normal price is about $20 per. Wow. Yeah, for so that's, one. like, three yeah. times the yeah. retail. Yeah. So, way to go, fuckheads, for killing all the asthmatics in the world. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, I had two that I had stockpiled uh, earlier in the month, and my mom bought me two for Christmas. So the two that I've got coming via the mail, I should have about six months' worth at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Well, hopefully the other one's out by then. Hopefully. Is, this, but, is there something in those inhalers that people can use to make some sort of illicit drug, or is this just... It's because it's aerosol. Okay. And, uh, yeah, apparently it's illegal to have aerosol. There are drugs with aerosol in it, but uh, you still have like you know, hairspray and whippets and uh, cheese whiz and whatever ah, else you know, uses aerosol. I did a lot of cheese whiz before I came over. That's why I'm <laughs> in such a good mood. Uh, well, that's too bad. But, uh, yeah. yeah. At least you got a few. Yeah. But, yeah, I got clothes that I needed. Uh, I got to... I gotta, Got a pair of sweatpants. Hey, nice. Oh, well, I got jammies that are like kind of like sweatpants. Maybe we could try our new sweatpants on and go out on the town. Nope. (laughs) My my sweatpants, the the only time that they have ever seen outside is the trip from my parents' house to this house. Yeah. 
They are never leaving the walls of this apartment <laughs> ever again. What if you move? Uh, then, if, then, then that will be the only other okay. time. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I'll just burn them and buy them for some yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's what sweatpants are for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I like having them for just uh, lounging around the house. But, uh, we'll never step foot outside. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, uh, I don't really care. Like, I see where you're coming from with sweatpants rule. Like, I, <clears throat> other than the one time I wore them over here to, to be funny, right. uh, I would never wear sweatpants outside. Like, right. maybe to like go out and like roll the garbage can out. Maybe, you know, but even, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me when I, when I see it. It's just, it's just not, it doesn't impress me either. <laughs> I'm somewhere in between bothered and impressed when I sit closer to the bothered, but you know. Uh, yeah, I got a got a new wallet. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so my old one was uh, falling to pieces. Did they at least put money in it? Uh, they put a dollar. Okay, well, yeah, you can't give an empty wallet. So. Apparently, you can't, so that was an issue. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. uh, I unwrapped the wallet and uh, uh, I was trying to. Uh, because like it came in a weird package where it was like rubber banded into the package, right? And I couldn't figure out how to open it. And my dad was like, "Oh, so did you get any money in it?" I was like, "Oh, no, I don't think so." And my mom freaked out and grabbed it from me and ran to the uh, to her office to uh, stick a dollar in it. Was she the one that bought it for you? Yeah. Did she not know the rule, or she? Oh, forgot? she knew the rule. She, she forgot. forgot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've always heard that. Yeah, so uh, so I did get a dollar in it. Sweet. Uh, after the fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cool. gift certificates. Yeah, seems like this is this is the year of gift certificates. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what people do now. Yeah, I got them pretty much from you know my brothers anyway. My brother got one. The one brother who we've exchanged gifts with, he got me a gift card for a Best Buy. No. And my mom and dad got me uh, some Speedway gas cards, which uh, last me about a week. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, that's a week. I don't have to pay for gas. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, that's more than the uh, dollar's worth of the, your wallet. You know, yeah. A dollar. Yeah. You know, what, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. It's better than a wallet oh, with yeah, a dollar. I'm, yeah. I'm certainly not... Uh, not uh, saying anything bad about the gift card. Oh yeah, I, I like the gift card. I like the gift card. Yeah, because yeah. then I mean you you don't like if someone buys you something you don't like. Sometimes if it's like especially if it's a family member, you know you you have to keep it because they're always over and they're like you right. know oh we're, you don't have that thing hanging up that I bought you. You don't have that you know right. <laughs> you don't have that life size Dudley Moore statue that I bought you. Right. You know, so at least you get to pick out whatever you like. Yeah, it uh, seems a little impersonal, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I know I don't like buying them because uh, I'll end up buying three for uh, for Christmas for people. Uh, I got my dad one and each of my brothers one, but like you know, I don't know what else to get them either. Yeah. So I don't think they're that. I mean, like I bought my mom one and my brother one, but I I like attached my brothers to a, a stack of Glamour Plus comics, right? And then I attached my mom's to. I bought her this thing at Big Lots that was like an Elvis coffee mug with like 
hot cocoa in it, uh, like packages of hot cocoa. So I attached hers to that. So uh, I, I think as long as there's something tangible with it, it doesn't right. seem cheap. I did wind up uh, getting my dad a uh, sweatshirt uh, mm-hmm. as well, just just so that there was something right. else. Yeah, yeah. And then I could put the gift card in with that box, and you know that was you know something else. It's a really good bonus, there. I think. Yeah, yeah, gift card. And it's like he opened up the uh, the package and the sweatshirt in it, and uh, he was like, "Hey, I need a gray sweatshirt," and like kind of put it down, and I was like, "Oh, there was a second gift in there." Gift card was sitting right on top. He just completely glanced over. <laughs> uh, what about you? You got anything good? Uh yeah, I got a uh, Kathleen bought me some art supplies. Yeah, which was yeah. awesome. Can I? Can I ask this? Oh, ask away. Because since it's now after the holiday, yeah, I don't know. Where, I honestly don't know where you're going to ask, but ask okay, away. All yeah. right. Uh, did she get you a tablet? No. Okay. No. She had uh, texted me the previous Saturday. Uh, or actually, she called me twice and then texted me when I refused to answer my phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she asked me my opinion on, uh, do you think Jason wants a, a like a digital tablet? Ooh. And uh, I wrote back to her and I said, honestly, No. Was I right? You were right. Yes. She actually, yeah, after, well, like, I think it, I can't remember if it was, I think it was after we opened our presents. She mentioned that. She said she was thinking about buying me a tablet, and she just didn't know if that'd be, cause it's, you know, it's not like, you know, like, I didn't know if you liked the flavor of apple or cherry, so I bought you a, both right. Kool-Aids, you know, right. it, I mean, it's like an expensive thing, so right. she wanted to make sure it was something that I would like, and, uh, yeah, I told her, I was like, it seems like something I should like, and I realize that, you know, uh, it's probably an amazing, awesome thing, and, like, it, you know, I, me as being half hippie should support, you know, not wasting paper, and, like, all, you know, there's all these reasons to do it, but I just, I would rather just not ever do it. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Why? I mean, I want one, but, you know, I'm kind of you know, more technologically curious than, yeah. than you are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, I don't, other than like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like when would I ever need one? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, oh God, I know exactly what you're saying. No, I, I'm not sure what you're saying. You're saying like I don't, there's no reason I don't, to yeah, do it. There's no reason to have one. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you do what you do. You do it well. You have a scanner. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're 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 the kind of guy that that likes to get his hands dirty with I, ink. I and do. Then, you know, uh, you're you're very old school. I think when it comes to art and cartooning. Right. So, and I don't like I said, I would want one. But also, I'm totally okay if I never get one. Right. And uh, I don't think it's entirely necessary to have one. Yeah. To, to do the kind of things that we do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not curmudgeonly about it. Like, like, no, I, yeah, like yeah. I think it's neat, and you know, uh, you know, obviously it works really well for some people. And like I said, it right. environmentally, I'm sure it saves a lot of. 
I mean, of course, I'm sure there's a lot of environmental costs in manufacturing those kind of things, but still, I'm sure overall it's, you know, it's less wasteful, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just, I don't really, uh, yeah, I like pen and paper. Yeah. Uh, I don't really need it. So I'm glad, yeah, thanks for, uh, like, I think she was already leaning towards that because she yeah, knows, yeah. she knows me pretty well, but I've never really talked to her about stuff like right. that. So, yeah, when uh, when I told her that, you know, she was like, yeah, it's pretty much what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just wanted my uh, opinion on that, too. So Yeah, she ended up, she bought me a couple of sketchbooks and some Bristol paper and some brush pens and some watercolor pencils. Nice. So, yeah, I'm going to go to town with that shit. Sweet. That's more up my alley. Yeah, yeah. And I got some jammies. Yeah. Uh, and I got some gift cards. <laughs> anywhere, uh, anywhere cool? Um, I got, uh, Ajanta and Christopher's. Those are places you go right now. Yeah. I, I've already, I've already eaten, like I got them yesterday and I've already eaten two meals on my gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ate breakfast and lunch at Christopher's today. <laughs> And I told him, I was like, I might be back for supper. I've got gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think that was it. Those two places. And my brother and his wife, they gave me, they gave me cash. Uh, they're, they're like, we didn't know what you want. I was like, cash works. Yeah. Cash is, uh, also, yeah, never, uh, never, never looked down cash. You, ne- you never, to, you never have to wait in line at Target to return cash. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I wanted the blue cash and not the green cash. <laughs> I feel sorry. My brother's wife, Melanie, had to be at Walmart at 5 a.m. today for, like, all the returns and everything. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I'm sure that was fun. But I think, I thought she worked only in the cash office, because we've tried to, like, devise a a Walmart cash office heist, you know? Right, right. But, uh... (laughs) Nobody listens this far in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh my god, she told me stories too yesterday. This is crazy. Um, she said, she said they're like, they're, I guess there's a lot of people that don't really, they haven't mastered the art of counting and and like, and they work with a lot of cash. She said like, I guess you can, you can cash checks at Walmart. And she said, uh, like just a couple weeks ago, a guy came in and he had a check for $158. And the lady that cashed it that works at Walmart accidentally paid him $958. Like, they counted out $800 more in, in, in bills to this guy than was on his check. And, like, I can only imagine the look on his face as he's watching them, like, lay down, you know, hundreds. Like, they just, they're not stopping, you know. It's like a jackpot machine. And that lady didn't get fired. And then there's, yeah. And then there's another guy... That people would like buy, um, they would take, they would take bad checks and buy gift cards from the, like, I think it was from the, like, uh, entertainment section, like the digital section. Right. And, and he's, he sold, he sold, uh, gift cards to the same people like five times and they wrote bad checks every time and he just, he never like, he never like ran them through to see if they were, Valid or anything, because you know they can just scam them right there, and like all these people still have jobs there. They're just like, you know, like oh well, yeah, I guess you shouldn't. Next time, you know, try not to pay them eight hundred dollars more than 
You're supposed to. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm gonna guess that the guy who got the extra $800 didn't, uh, didn't say, whoa. <laughs> he just let them continue doing it and what? walked out, right? Yeah, he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, I need some smaller bills. Just give me all hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he never, he never came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Uh, Merry Christmas to that guy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, you know, like since it's Walmart, why not? Fuck it's it, fuck him. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. He true. probably deserves it as much as Walmart does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm on that guy's side. Yeah, one hundred percent, I'm on that guy's yeah. side. Like if I went to a little, you know, credit union or something, and right, that, yeah. I'd feel bad. But yeah, fuck Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, I also got uh, my, my friend Amanda got me some uh, some blues rays and uh, the video, video game. Ooh. Yeah. What blues rays? I got uh, Green Lantern Emerald Knights. It's like the anthology direct to Blu-ray animated thing that they put out uh, right okay. at the time of the movie. Yeah. And then I got uh, Batman under the Red Hood. Ooh, yeah. Sweet. That's about him uh, doing... Uh, it's back when he did work on uh, Samford's uh, pickup truck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> his, yep. his day job. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just uh, mostly like, like me and uh, Amanda did that on Friday and then... Uh, my family thing was yesterday. Uh, went over to my parents' house around 11, did our gift exchange there, had breakfast, sat around watching Indiana Jones movies. Awesome. And then, uh, my brother and his family showed up around 4, had dinner, did their gift exchange. They left around like 9.30, and I went home shortly after. Yeah. Ours was, yeah, same, just really, really chill. Here. Like, we just... Hung out and ate, and yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't do a lot of. I didn't buy a lot of presents this year, and I didn't, I didn't get a lot of presents. Like I just traded with my. Excuse me. Basically, with my mom and my brother and my girlfriend. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, that's essentially what I did, except for the girlfriend part. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was Christmas. I slept a bit. <laughs> you slept through it. Uh, I did. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> shortly after dinner, uh, I sat on the, the chair and, uh, took like a two hour nap. Nice. Uh, we didn't, we didn't watch any Christmas movies or anything. Yeah. Um, but this was weird. My aunt sent my mom a Christmas gift and she opened it, uh, cause my aunt lives in Kentucky. And my mom opened, uh, it was a DVD and she was like, oh, I think it's a Christmas movie of some kind. And she's like, maybe, maybe I'll watch that, you know, some, you know, while we're opening presents, right. and uh, I looked at it, and it was a Christmas story. The like, you know, Ralphie BB gun right, flagpole, right, right. and uh, I was like, "Oh, it's a Christmas story, mom." Yeah. You know, the one that they always show like twenty four hours a day. And she's, right. yeah. she's like, "Huh, what? What?" She had never even heard of the of the movie A Christmas Story. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a <laughs> it's almost a thirty year old movie. Yeah. And like, it's not like. You know, Suspiria. It's like, right, yeah. it's, it's a Christmas it's, story. It's on TV, like, yeah, as much as any other movie. It was on yesterday, 
At least twice. Yeah. At least oh, twice. I'm, sh- I'm sure it was on. I'm sure it was on. A dozen times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like on some channel. On TBS. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because when my dad was uh, switching channels to, to find uh, something to watch, I saw that... Uh, Two showings in a row of a Christmas story yeah. upon the uh, the channel guide. So yeah. it was on at least twice, probably twelve times. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty weird. So yeah, she she still hasn't watched it, but uh, maybe I'll watch it with this. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I. Uh, I did all my Christmas shopping on Thursday. Like, I would say 95% of all my Christmas shopping was done on Thursday. Impressive. Uh, I had bought uh, one thing for Amanda, like, the week before, and then everything else for everybody was bought Thursday. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you run around like crazy, or did you, like, do one-stop shopping? I went uh, to three stores. Yeah, I went to Macy's. Uh, to buy my mom uh, her gift. Uh, signed up for a Macy's card there so I could get a discount on it. Uh, and then I figured something. I honestly didn't think I would get approved for it, but I did. So, like, I called my mom from there to see if there was anything else I could get for my dad while I was there. Just so I could give him something other than the gift card. Right. So I'm talking to my mom. She's like, well, why are you at Macy's? I was like, buying Christmas presents. Well, what are you buying? Christmas presents, because <laughs> the only reason I was there was to buy her, her Christmas yeah. presents. You think she just didn't understand that, or she was just trying to figure out what you were getting? Uh, I don't think she understood that, because mm. my dad told a similar story yesterday, where a package arrived via UPS at the house, and uh, my mom, uh, it was a gift that my dad had ordered for my mom, and uh, my mom kept saying, well, open the box. Open it up. I want to see what's in it. And my dad uh, told her no. <laughs> she had, she was she was just playing dumb. She no, wanted to know. No, she wanted to know. No, she uh, just don't want to know what everyone's doing. Yeah. Yep. She, it's Christmas time. No, it's I don't think it has anything to do. I okay. think she just uh, <clears throat> needs to know what everyone is doing. Uh, every time I tell her that uh, you and I are hanging out, she wants to know exactly what we are doing. And I don't want to tell her because exactly what we do is boring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not story-worthy. <laughs> <laughs> we sit in a room and talk for an hour. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty much, that was pretty much Christmas for me as well. Just, yeah. yeah. Food and a little bit of presents. Yeah. And then I, uh, then I came home yesterday uh, after spending at least 12 hours with my parents and family to uh, my dark, empty, and uh, alone apartment. And uh, uh, there's that holiday depression I've been looking for. And I haven't shook it since. Aw. I'm sorry. That's sorry uh, not your fault that I know of. I just, yeah. uh, I'm tired of being alone. What, do you think it would have helped if it was snowed on Christmas? Nope. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that old Christmas cheer? No. 
because I just told you the reason why I was upset. Well, yeah, but I mean, I thought maybe like snow doesn't uh, doesn't uh, make for company. Uh, snow doesn't make for uh, a loved one to I, curl in bed with well, after okay. a long day. Well, yeah. So, uh, but it, uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> what? <laughs> because I like snow. Uh, no. Well, yes. No, I mean not 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 as like. Not saying like snow is a good replacement for a loved one. I'm just saying, like I, it always just like makes Christmas so much more enjoyable when it's like a nice, pretty. No, I hate snow. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely hate snow. No. I don't want it to snow ever. Who hates snow? I do. Oh. <laughs> I just told you. <laughs> so, oh, but it's so pretty. No, it's so pretty. It's dirty. It's uh, inconvenient. It's mm-hmm. uh, life-threatening. Uh, there's nothing good about snow. It's cold. It is. It is chilly. That people snow is die cold. in it. People die all in the, the time. People die in the sunlight. Haven't you ever watched a western? That's why I don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so you just hate weather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I can I can see where you're coming from. Well. Watch out, because I've heard it may snow tomorrow night. Don't know if it's true. Better not. Or you're getting punched. <laughs> I didn't didn't pray for snow. I didn't slip Jamie Simpson a 20 or anything. <laughs> Local weatherman for those out of town. And your girlfriend's arch nemesis. Yeah, that is her arch nemesis. Oh, I'll have to tell you a Jamie Simpson story when we're done. Right. Can't tell it on there. Right. Right. Um, may have heard it already. No, I haven't told anybody yet. All right, all right. It's a very personal. Uh, yeah, I may have heard this already. Oh, really? Yeah, but uh, okay, we'll talk okay. about it. <laughs> uh, what was I, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Thursday night, I you know done shopping and everything. Yeah. Exhausted. I figured I'll watch a little community uh, before I uh, just completely pass out. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't on. It was the worst television show that I have ever seen in my life. Mike and Molly? No. <laughs> uh, actually, none of that's true. Because the worst television show I've ever seen is actually called Cold Case. <laughs> it's a police procedural. But no, never heard of that one. Uh, where uh, this uh, cop uh, investigates uh, cold cases. Uh, by by uh, like, gathering uh, new evidence, like uh, years old, yeah, closed yeah. cases, and uh, every case uh, comes with its own uh, era specific soundtrack, and it is terrible. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <clears throat> but uh, no, this uh, was the worst game show I had ever seen. Uh, it was like Last Man Standing or something like that. And basically, there's a guy in the middle of a uh, an arena, something, oh, yeah. uh, who is uh, surrounded by like ten contestants, other contestants. He's a contestant as well, right? And uh, he has to pick one, and they have a trivia battle, uh, and whoever loses gets dropped through the floor <laughs> <laughs> into like lava. Uh, you never see what's uh, down there. Ah. So. So they're both like standing in the center. They're, uh, like like there's the one guy in the center, and then there's a circle around him. Uh, and each person, uh, even the guy in the middle, is standing on a platform that, uh, when they get a wrong answer, opens up and they fall <laughs> that, through. That's awesome. It seems cool. It was retarded. Oh, 
<laughs> it seems very like yeah, cartoony. Yeah, yeah. It was like Bugs Bunny or something. Was the trivia at least interesting? No, no. So it was dumb bad. trivia too. Yeah, that makes it worse. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. Yeah. So, yeah, huh. it's it's pretty much my life. Yeah, uh, just uh, crushing loneliness, crushing loneliness in bad TV. <laughs> hmm. Doesn't doesn't make for a good you know pair, I guess probably. Hmm? Doesn't make for a good you know like. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Not your fault. <sighs> what? Oh. What was I gonna say? Gonna say something? Gonna say something? Can't remember. I lost it. I lost it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the game shows in general. I can watch a Jeopardy, maybe. I can watch a Jeopardy. Yeah. I like a Jeopardy. It's, there's some, you know, interesting facts. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, usually, yeah, not so much. My mom watches Wheel of Fortune. I live with my mom right, right now. And I walk in the house a lot when she's watching Wheel of Fortune. And I just don't even like the sound of the wheel. You know, like, there's nothing right. about that. Is enjoyable. I will uh, watch a Wheel of Fortune when I'm at my parents' house because uh, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much rather would watch Jeopardy, which they also do watch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I'm no fan of Wheel of Fortune, but it's uh, probably the least offensive of the game shows yeah. around. Yeah, it's not as like you know, there's not as many buzzers and right. annoying like you know explosions. But yeah, but, yeah. like uh, you know, I've I've had. Uh, yeah, you know, a couple of days uh, where uh, you know uh, I haven't been at work, so I've been at home during the day uh, the past week here, and uh, I've seen some some awful daytime game shows. Like uh, apparently they revived Let's Make a Deal. Really? Yeah, and uh, that is uh, beyond dumb. <laughs> is there like a hip famous host? Uh, Wayne Brady. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. Uh. And then, of course, you know, Price of Right, Price is Right, I think, has been one of those game shows that I've just, I never got why people like it. I loved it when I was a kid, <clears throat> but it was because of how, like, fast-paced and action-packed and, like, all these, there's, like, a thousand different games in the middle of that game right. show, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I could never watch it again, I'd be fine. Uh, to the listener and to you, yeah, uh, that I am uh, this way for this episode. No, oh. oh, you're fine. Nah. You're fine. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. It'll snow tomorrow, and it'll put you in a happy mood. Oh, wait a minute, no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh. Well, well, at least. Uh, oh, I was gonna ask too. Did you happen to read uh, the Red Wing yet? No. Oh, okay. I say we could briefly talk about. It. I mean, although I don't like. I don't mind, like, I I almost just don't want to talk about a book that I just hate. Right. But at the same time, like, if we both read it, maybe, you know, at least we wouldn't spend a whole episode talking about no, it. Yeah, yeah, just a, a small discussion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll try to read it uh, after I finish reading uh, whatever I'm going to pick next week. Yeah. Well, don't force yourself. Yeah. Like, if you never read it, you'll, you're probably better off, so... Yeah. I'm going to read it because I'm really curious uh, after after your description of it. And you, you did love me it, so. I, uh, I also, I also uh, like, as they were coming out, um, 
like Doogie was in Mavericks and he saw it and he was like, he's like, he's a huge Darrow fan. He loves Jeff Darrow. Like, and, uh, and he always looks at the stuff that looks similar. Like he loves Shrink quietly. Right. And, uh, and I know he was even looking at the one Jose Rip Wolverine stories. Like, wow, it looks like Darrow. And I was like, yeah. And, uh, and he was looking at what Red Wings, like I said, it kind of has that Frank Quietly and Jeff Darrow kind of feel to it. And, uh, he was like, that looks really neat. And so when I bought the trade, I read it and then asked him, I was like, I was like, did you want to read Red Wing? Cause I know you were looking at it. You know, we just never had number one like, right. by the time he saw it. So he didn't buy any of them. And, uh, I was like, I got the trade if you want to read it. And I let him read it. And I was like, but, but, uh, you know, just to, just to give you a heads up, I was like, I was like, maybe lower your expectations because I thought it was fucking terrible. And, uh, and he was like, oh, okay. And, then, uh, and he read it. And then like the next day he called me and he was like, yeah, that Red Wing book. He was like, wow, you were right. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, see, like I wasn't trying to influence him. I just wanted to like right. warn him. So maybe, you know, um, he wouldn't be as disappointed as he was reading right, it. But. Right. So I'm curious because I don't know anybody else that's read a single issue of it other right. than me and him. So I'm curious yeah. if maybe um, we're just wrong, you know. We'll definitely keep trying to give it a read, uh, this next week or so. That's cool. Uh, let you know at least, uh, at least off the air what I think of it. If, uh, if, well, I think by now this is definitely a cliffhanger for the listener. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They want to know. Oh, yeah. This. They're probably biting their nails right now. Right. Maybe even their toenails. Don't do it, listener. That's disgusting. You don't know where that foot's been. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I think uh, at this point, I'm definitely looking forward to reading it. <laughs> I I hope you legitimately like it and yeah. can tell me reasons that I should like it too. I really right, do, right. but I don't expect that at all. all right. <laughs> well, judging by uh, your opinion and uh, apparently Doogie's opinion and uh, my opinion of the guy's previous work. Uh, you know, maybe there's not a lot to look forward to here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you, you've never read The Shield, his comic? No. Okay. Because I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. That's the only one I've heard good things about. Yeah. Does he do FF too, or is that somebody else? That's him. Okay. Yeah. People yeah. seem to like that too. FF, Fantastic Four, uh, Secret of, Secret Avengers? No. Uh, Avengers Prime, maybe? No. no. Uh, it's one of it's like the kids Children's Crusade. Or? No, no. Uh Oh Academy. Avengers Academy. No. Uh, man, there's too many Avengers books. <laughs> New Avengers, six hours later. Uh, Astonishing <laughs> Avengers, uh Um Diabetic Avengers. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh Secret Warriors. Okay. That's him, yeah. Yeah. A, I didn't know that was Avengers related even. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. They've run out of, they they have to not even use the word Avengers. They've made so many Avengers comics. <laughs> I thought that was about the, like, Matt Tracker and Miles Mayhem. No, that's, they're the that's Secret nice. Raiders. Yeah. What? Secret Raiders. I think it's in the theme song. I think they say, like, Secret Raiders or something. I don't know. I might be completely wrong. Google it. <laughs> well, uh, you got a movie. I got a movie. Um, you know, just to counteract all this estrogen, uh, <laughs> strong female characters, my ass. Uh, you never even saw their areolas. 
Super disappointed. <laughs> uh, so I figured we need something testosterone-based. So we are going to watch Outrageous Fortune. Sweet. <laughs> With Shelley Long and Robert Duvall. I don't know. Who's uh, that? Nick Nolte? Nick- <laughs> Bette Midler? Nick Nolte is one of the met one of those two. Uh, yeah. No, uh the new Conan. The oh, bar- the Conan uh, can't stop. Conan can't stop. The uh, the documentary about uh his time away from uh not being on there. Yeah, because you know, that's gotta be testosterone field. Right, well, he grew that beard. <laughs> yeah, he did grow a beard. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. Probably is. Andy Richter's pretty mainly. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, not that. The guy with the sword. Uh, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, no, no, not the Arnold. Um, the other guy, one of the, you know, one of the little kids, just go down. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one it, that just came out this summer. Is it, it, it's just called Conan the Barbarian? Yeah. Or is it just called Conan? I think it's just called Conan the Barbarian. Okay. But, uh, mostly just Conan. Yeah. Conan. Yeah. Yeah, let's watch Conan. Alright. I already kills stuff. Yeah, he's got he's got the sword and the muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cool. uh, I I kind of like Conan. Yeah, at least I used to read the comics. I've I've read a a stack of Conan comics. Yeah. So not all of them by any means. Yeah, same, and, same. And we both have to draw uh, Conan eventually. Um, no, we're not. No, maybe not. No, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. I'll draw a picture of Conan and put it in my blog. Yeah, I've drawn a picture of Conan. Oh, that's true. It was huh? repaneled. Yeah, I repaneled. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah. This will be cool. All right. Conan. Conan. Looking forward to it. I've been wanting to watch it. Have heard not heard a single good thing about it. Yeah, me neither. But uh, fuck those people. I, I think up our own minds. I thought the trailer looked good. I saw the trailer yeah. months and months ago. Yeah. Oh, it looked good. Ron Perlman's in it. Yeah. He's always awesome. Yeah. I don't know if he plays a major, like if he, I mean, I know he plays a major role, but I don't know if he's present a lot. Right. So, we'll see. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. And, uh, yep, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess, uh, have a, have a happy new year. Yeah. Because, uh, we'll, uh, won't uh, talk to you until after that. Really? Yeah. What is today? 27th. It's 26th. What's, uh, oh, this Saturday is New Year's Eve. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah. Fast. Crazy. Well, Happy New Year's to everybody. Happy New Year's to everybody. It's uh, it's the last one. It's the last one, people. Oh, yeah. This is our last New Year's Eve ever. Yeah. Well, uh, like Albert Einstein said, the past, the present, future is all just a persistent illusion. So let's just live in the past. All right. Good night. Good night. You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time.